Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Again from the outside. Had a clean look, and that one swishes through. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight, Justin. As the Thunder come back. To beat the Mavericks in dramatic fashion in overtime, 117 to 111. Before we dive into that crazy game, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. If you didn't watch this game, Wow, what a game. One of the most fun games in a long time. Granted, the season is only a few games old, uh, but it's been a minute since we've had this much fun as Thunder fans. Unreal. Uh, yes, as Jonathan in the chat says, Justin can finally talk about a dub on a post game. My man, it feels good. Uh, I'm usually the one that gets stuck with like the 25 point losses. So we're feeling good tonight. We are feeling good. We have five takeaways tonight. We could probably have 105 takeaways from tonight because it was that kind of game. But we're going to stick with five. But we're going to have some fun with them. The first one tonight, if you did not watch the game, which shame on you, you're going to be very confused. But takeaway number one is Isaiah freaking Joe. You'll get it in a minute. Number two, SGA is a star. Number three, is Darius Baisley turning a corner? Number four. Can't believe this is buried all the way down at number four, but masked J-Dub returns. And number five, no double entendres intended, putting the D in big D. But before we dive into those five, let's talk about the game summary and what a game it was. Uh, As I've alluded to already, this was a game uh, that was tightly contested from the start. OKC and Dallas really kind of trading blows in the first quarter, really in the first half. It was it was pretty tight. OKC up 27-25 after the first quarter. Thunder looks solid. They're defending Luka well. Luka didn't shoot well to start the game. Lou Dort did a really nice job on Luka. Or, uh, pardon me, Darius Baisley did a really nice job on Luka to start the game. Uh, impressive stuff from the Thunder defense to kind of stifle, uh, obviously, one of the best players in the league and my MVP pick before the season. Uh, very, very nice job from Oklahoma City to come out strong on defense. The two teams shot abysmally for almost the entire game. Uh, these teams were struggling from behind the arc. They both finish at 20%. Uh, the difference being OKC shoots 25 threes and the Mavericks shot 40. Good Lord. 
uh, 20% shooting from, from behind the heart for both teams. But that, that was an increase because for most of the game, OKC was in the teens, uh, flirting with like 11% for a while. These teams were chucking. It was not going well. What was going well for Oklahoma City throughout the early parts of the game uh, was feasting on Dwight Powell. I don't know what Jason Kidd's obsession with Dwight Powell is, but the Thunder were um, very thankful for it. OKC scored almost all of their 27 points in the paint in that first quarter. That continued into the second quarter, and really for the game, they had a lot of points in the paint, 70 points overall tonight compared to 54 for the Mavericks. OKC was taking advantage of what Dallas was doing with the center position. And it's kind of fun for once. Usually Oklahoma City is the one getting feasted on in the lane because of their lack of center tonight. Jason Kidd was making that easy for the Thunder. Um, Christian Wood, when he was in, he played well. Christian Wood did a nice job. He had some nice big deflections. He was definitely a more feasible option at that position than Dwight Powell was. But for whatever reason, uh, Christian Wood went to the bench late in this game. And that amongst other things was one of the big turning points. Uh, so before I get too far ahead of myself, Oklahoma city, um, down a little bit at halftime, third quarter happens. Oklahoma city outscores Dallas by six in the third quarter. And then right at the beginning of the fourth, Dallas blows this thing wide open. Oklahoma City was playing their bench unit with Shea. It was like four bench guys plus Shea for a long time. And Dallas blew this thing open as far as 16. Uh, I believe it was a 16-point lead with, I'm playing with the little game caster here, um, a 16-point lead with like four and a half minutes left, four minutes and 14 seconds maybe more specifically. 16-point lead, four minutes left. Christian Wood goes to the bench. You know what else changes? Isaiah Joe checks in. And Oklahoma City goes on an inexplicable run, a 20-4 to run to finish regulation, to send this thing to overtime, in which Oklahoma City outscores Dallas in overtime, 18-12, to an improbable victory, a game the Thunder seemed like they were out of, seemed like they were throwing in the towel when they subbed Isaiah Joe in. I'm more on that in a moment. Uh, but instead... Oklahoma City beats Luka Doncic and the Mavericks to go to three and three on the year, which is coincidentally a better record than Dallas sitting at two and three. Um, so much for the black eye of the NBA. So much for all the uh, NBA Twitter geniuses who constantly love to talk about the abomination to the game of basketball, causing Dr. James Naismith to roll in his grave that's happening in Oklahoma City. Looked pretty fun to me. I don't know about y'all. But that was that was a good basketball game that was played in Dallas tonight. I enjoyed every second of it. And uh, ask Luca what he thinks about the black eye of the NBA. I'd be curious his thoughts. Um, probably probably wouldn't be reached for comment. So let's dive in. Isaiah freaking Joe. Point number one, Isaiah freaking Joe. If you had this on your bingo card, congrats to you. I'd like the lottery numbers for next week. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Isaiah Joe tonight. Checks in, like I said, with about five minutes left in the game. And literally, I literally tweeted from the account tonight. Seems like a really weird choice to put Isaiah Joe in for his first minutes in the game with five minutes left. Like, why? Why even do that? There, It didn't seem like a logical choice. 
it seemed like just kind of getting him some garbage minutes for no reason. It felt like the Thunder were like, well, we're going to lose. Might as well let Isaiah play. But no. How wrong was I? Uh, <laughs> Very wrong. In nine minutes, nine measly minutes, Isaiah Joe tonight, a plus 24. Now, single game plus minus is here or there. But going plus 24 in nine minutes? Yeah, that that says something about what happened when he came into the game. What he did on the floor, four of four shooting, including three of three from behind the arc. On a night when the Thunder shoot 20% from behind the arc, Isaiah Joe goes three of three. He also goes four of four from the line, adds two rebounds, and an assist for good measure. But it was the three-pointers that really changed the game. All three of them were nasty. Just uh, most of them, or two of the three, I think, were a couple feet behind the arc in rhythm catch and shoot confidence he did the, he did the little uh you know faux bow and arrow shot into the crowd it's beautiful beautiful talking his mess isaiah joe tonight what a performance from him i would imagine in the next game he probably gets more than nine minutes i'm gonna be very curious to see how do you get isaiah joe minutes on this team that has a bunch of guys that are kind of showing they deserve minutes um Oklahoma City obviously, you know, made a pretty quick move to pick up Isaiah Joe to get rid of David and Waba, um, getting rid of the last of the, the Rockets trade pieces to get Isaiah Joe. They saw something they wanted. And tonight, I would imagine Sam Presti feels pretty validated right now, if I had to guess. I don't know. Like maybe Mark Dagnall was kind of throwing in the towel when he put Isaiah Joe in. And then Isaiah Joe just said, like, nah, I'm not going out like that. I have no idea. Or maybe he felt like he could bring a spark and kind of change the energy on the floor for the Thunder. I think if you probably gave Mark some truth serum, he's probably not predicting Oklahoma City goes on a 16-point swing to end regulation in four minutes. But they did. And it was largely because of Isaiah Joe. Uh, Super, super impressive minutes from him. Just another fascinating piece that the Thunder have. Um, He's only 23 years old which is kind of crazy. He was the the 40, 49th, pardon me, 49th pick in the 2020 draft, if you were not aware. He played his college ball at Arkansas. He had some up and down time uh, with the Sixers. I think he showed some promise. His shooting obviously showed some promise. We, we talked to one of our buddies that does a, a Sixers podcast, and basically the way he summed it up was like, he seems like a good shooter, but the numbers didn't quite reflect what you thought he could do. Tonight, you maybe got a little sense of, of what he can do. It's going to be very fascinating to see how the Thunder develop him, how they get him uh, minutes moving forward, how they how much he gets built into the rotation. But tonight, what an entrance to this team, Isaiah Joe. Oklahoma City is not sitting in overtime. They're not sitting on a victory tonight without his performance. Now, that said, he didn't do it by himself. SGA, my point number two, my big takeaway number two from tonight, SGA is a star. You all know this. I'm not telling you anything new, but God bless America. Put some respect on SGA's name. Tonight in 41 minutes, SGA goes for 38 points, 15 of 27 from the floor, 8 of 8 from the line. Six boards, nine assists, two steals, one block, a plus 20 in the plus minus tonight for Shea. Shea 
was in his bag. Shay was cooking people left and right. He had some absolutely filthy sequences tonight. Uh, go check out some some people that that tweet out highlights. Go check out Wob. He was tweeting about SGA. Go look up Shay's highlights from this game if you missed it. Unreal stuff, just like Prime Shay. What you love to see from him. There was a sequence late in the fourth where he put he strung together a good six or seven moves and just slithered his way into the lane and threw up a shot that looked like it had no chance, but it had just enough backspin to hit the back of the rim, pop up, and then go into the basket. And that's just really like what he did all night. It shouldn't be a surprise to the Mavericks. He took 27 shots and scored 38 points, and it still looked easy. The Mavericks didn't have an answer for Shea. They tried putting Luca on him at one point, and Luca looked like his his feet were uh, set in about 10 pounds of concrete, just kind of stuck his hands up in the air and let Shea go right around him for a layup. He had his typical Shea scoops, did not hit any three-pointers tonight, but he looked crafty, like as always. He had a little bit of a scary moment late in the second half where he was driving to the lane and honestly, like kind of a dirty play from Luca, if you ask me. Luca didn't really make a play on the ball and just kind of like threw his giant Slovenian body at him. And Shea went down. He was grabbing his knee. Luca was grabbing his face because he always grabs his face when he falls down. And I, I don't know if that's anything. Um, Taylor was joking that like he'll probably miss, you know, 10, 10 more days of, of action because of that, because that seems to be how the Thunder operate. Hopefully not. He finished out the game well. Didn't look like a, a big cause for concern, but Never like to see Shea go down because that man is unbelievable. Him Kardashian, as we learned this week, um, not a fan of that one. <laughs> Maybe him Halpert. I'm going to put that one out for proposal. Maybe not. I, I love watching him play basketball. He is playing at an all-star level. We even got a little bit of conversion from John Hollinger. John Hollinger, who famously said the Thunder have two and a half NBA players. Didn't know what to think of them. Thought they were terrible, like a joke of the NBA. I think, you know, there's there's some deeper emotional issues going on there for Mr. Hollinger. But tonight, he tweets out, not sure what the Thunder are, but they're not a joke. Oh, you don't say. SGA plus defense equals competence. Shea looks like an all-star. I'm researching when Isaiah Joe will be Supermax eligible. I'd like to congratulate John Hollinger on watching his first Thunder game in two years. Uh, this is what we've all been seeing. SGA is playing at an all-star level, especially on games like tonight. The Thunder's defense is impeccable. We'll get to that more in a minute. But that, that I mean, that was a huge part of this game. Even, even factoring in when it looked like the Thunder were going to lose before this game went to overtime, Oklahoma City was holding Dallas well below their season averages. They were holding them well below uh, their averages in shooting and scoring. And that's just kind of what they do. But like I said, we'll get on, we'll get more into that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about another guy who had a fantastic game tonight in Darius Baisley. Earmuffs, Jacob, if you're watching this. Uh, I know there's a lot of opinions about Darius Baisley. I've shared a lot of opinions about Darius Baisley over time. Darius Baisley played really well tonight. Did he have some typical Darius Baisley like erratic drives to the basket where he decides that he's Joe Johnson. He's going to take whoever's in front of him one-on-one, -on -one, but then doesn't really have a game plan in mind. 
and just ends up kind of stumbling through the lane and throwing the ball out of bounds? Absolutely. But overall, really solid game for Bays. 26 minutes tonight for Baisley, 7 of 11 from the floor, 8 boards and 1 block. And what a block it was. He embarrassed Luka Doncic's entire lineage with that block. His dunks tonight were ferocious. And that's, I mean, that that's when Bayes is at his best. It's the athleticism, those tools that he has that really kind of show you like, okay, this is this is who Bayes could be. Um, it's always been about consistency for Bayes. But tonight was a really good game. And honestly, he's been pretty solid for a few games now. He's looked pretty good this season. Still, like I said, ups and downs with him, uh, as I think there there always have been. But though, like the ability to finish plays tonight, it's when he tries to do it all himself. When he tries to go from A to Z, all just the Darius Baisley show that it doesn't go well. When he's cutting, when he's using his athleticism to get to the rim, making it easy for his teammates to find him, he's incredibly impactful. And that's how that's how you shoot seven of eleven from the floor like he did tonight. He had, he was way up above the rim, screaming at everybody around. He dunked over Christian Wood. He he was not afraid of anybody the Mavericks had to throw at him, which admittedly was not much. Really, really impressive. And then he played great on defense. He played excellent defense on Luka Doncic multiple stretches tonight. Early on in the game, one that stood out was Luka tried, you know, four or five moves on him. Bay stayed disciplined. He stayed down. He didn't fall for any ball fakes. He stayed down and forced Luka into a bad shot. And he did that quite a few times tonight. I think a, a really impressive show of discipline against one of the toughest matchups in the NBA. He didn't guard Luka all by himself all night, obviously. Uh, Lou Dort did a lot, including shutting down Luka on the, on the last possession of regulation. But you love it. You love it from Bayes. Really, really impressive stuff from him tonight. Uh, not a perfect game, but a really, really great game for Darius Baisley. The next one we have to talk about, one that early in the game, and honestly before the game, I was planning to talk about as you know one of the highlights. J-Dub. J-Dub back in the lineup for the first time since opening night, where he obviously had the orbital fracture, which is a fancy way of saying my boy broke his face. Uh, he was back post-surgery with a mask, masked J-Dub. We love our masked Thunder players in OKC. We have a long, long history in our short history of masked players in a Thunder uniform putting up impressive performances. And it felt like J-Dub was destined to be the next one tonight. He came in and very quickly made himself known. He just does stuff. That's the, the best way I can describe J-Dub is he just does stuff. And he came in tonight and he did stuff very quickly and made his impact felt on the game tonight. 27 minutes for J-Dub, 5 of 8 shooting, 13 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, 1 block. Awesome stuff. He was everywhere. He was active on the defensive end. He looked great on the offensive end. He was getting into the lane. Um, much like everybody else tonight, shooting was a bit of a struggle. 0 of 2 from behind the arc. But I'm not I'm not going to fault him for that on a night when literally both teams couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. But a really solid welcome back moment uh, for J-Dub. I'm so excited to watch him play basketball again. Um, watching him in summer league and like for a few minutes on opening night was, was super exciting. 
Um, I'm excited to see him get more real rotational minutes. 27 minutes was more than I expected him to play. Now, granted, this was an overtime game, but he, he was up there in the rotation. The only players above him, you had Shea at 41, Lou at 40, and Aaron Wiggins, kind of a surprise, at 28. Uh, the next one that was kind of in that range, you had Trey Mann at 26. But uh, a really nice welcome back for J-Dub. I think his ability to affect the game in so many different facets is going to continue to get him that many minutes on the floor. I think that he has earned that opportunity, and I love to see him make the most of it, even in a game where he's returning from surgery with a mask on his face. Uh, so it'll be really awesome to watch J-Dub, you know, kind of get integrated into this rotation, really kind of find his place in it. And I just want to see more J-Dub and Shea minutes, uh, or Shea-Dub is maybe what we should start to call it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will touch on, before we get to our last thing, uh, I do want to touch on some of the other players tonight. I mentioned Trey Mann just now. Pretty rough game from Trey. 26 minutes tonight, 2 of 9 shooting, 0 of 4 from 3. Ends with 4 points and really didn't contribute a ton out there. This is a great example of where Trey could have growth. Um, On a night where his shot's not falling, what else can you do? Um, Had a couple decent defensive possessions. He did have a steal tonight but i think you need to see him find his place more consistently if his shot's not falling we've obviously seen what he can do when his shot's falling he's a huge impact on the game his fingerprints are everywhere when he's lighting it up uh, on a night like tonight where nobody lit it up really um he's got to find a way to to carve out his place and make solid contributions if the ball's not going through the basket and I think that that'll be something to continue to watch with Trey Mann throughout this season. Um, can he develop that? Can he figure out, you know, what other things can he bring when he's out on the floor? Defense is an obvious one. That's one that you can always bring effort to. And the Thunder did a good job of that across the board. But I think, you know, I'd love to see a little bit more out of Trey from that front. I also want to hit on Poku. Um, weird game from Poku. Uh, Poku's no stranger to weird games. I think we all know that. 24 minutes tonight, two of sh- two of six shooting for Poku, four points, four boards, three assists, two blocks. It was the best of Poku and the worst of Poku, as it often is. He had some errant passes, as he does. It's like Bays and r- ridiculous ISO possessions, Poku and ridiculous passes. It's just they they can't knock it. It's it's an addiction and they can't stop. Uh, Poku continued to do that tonight. He had two turnovers, but he had this stretch late in the game where he was blocking everyone. He blocked Christian Wood maybe twice 
it may have been once on Christian Wood and once on somebody else, but he just like decided I'm going to shut down the lane and then brought the ball up the other way and just literally threw it right to the Mavericks, like right afterwards. And it's so frustrating. Um, but I think it is really interesting, you know, as Bayes and Poku kind of get compared to each other often um, and how their performances stack up and their minutes and all that kind of stuff. Like tonight, they got similar opportunities and Bayes made much more of his than Poku did. Um, a really great game from Bayes, up and down from Poku. Um, he looks more comfortable this season still like that that definitely stands out but he's still he made some errant plays um not always again bringing that same impact across the board much much like what i just talked about with trey man he's got to find a way to impact the game uh when he's in there whether or not he's facilitating or scoring or what have you he's he's got to find a way to to make things happen uh the last one i wanted to touch on was kenrich williams uh, Kenrich tonight, 18 points, or sorry, woo, I wish, 18 minutes, three points, one of two shooting, including one of one from behind the arc, six boards, one block. Kenny also got a technical tonight, and that is really all I wanted to call out. Uh, it was a very soft technical. He was kind of uh, jostling in the low post, but drew a technical tonight. Um, if you would have given me $1,000 to bet on who on the Thunder would get a technical tonight, I think Kenny Hustle probably would have been near the bottom of the list for me. Um, regardless, the officiating, not great tonight, um, but it was not great on both ends of the floor, so I guess you can't you can't complain about a fix on that standpoint. Uh, it was interesting, though. What I wanted to also mention in reality about Kenny Hustle is seeing Kenny and Isaiah Joe kind of go back and forth, offense, defense, get that little bit of substitution late in the game when obviously Isaiah Joe was bringing a lot to the offensive end. They were putting Kenny Hustle in for the defensive side of things and kind of going offense, defense there. So I thought that was interesting. Speaking of defense, the Thunder tonight did an excellent job on defense. Uh, Fifth point, putting the D in big D. No phrasing jokes. OKC did an excellent job on Luka Doncic specifically. You may be looking at the box score saying, but Justin, Luka had 31 points. What do you mean? Not only 31 points, but 16 rebounds and 10 assists. I mean, it's just what he does. But the fact of the matter is, he shot 8 of 23. And that number kind of came up a little bit at the end. He was struggling all night. Uh, Oklahoma City was doing a great job putting him in tough positions, not giving him easy opportunities, not giving him the types of shots that he wants, whether that be Darius Baisley or Lou Dort or kind of a, a culmination of everybody. The team was really gelling together, and they're so disciplined. The principles that Dagnall and this Thunder organization are putting in on these young guys as far as defense, we saw it last season with how well the Thunder performed on defense, and they're doing it again this season. And you can't ignore it. On a night where you shoot 20% from three, and you can't buy a bucket for large stretches of this game, you come out with a win against the Western Conference uh, runners-up last year. They just beat the crap out of the Suns the other night. They've had some rough losses this season, in this short season, but this is a very good basketball team with one of the best players in the world on it. In Oklahoma City, a a team that most people overlook uh, a team that is made up of some of the youngest guys in the NBA came in and stuck to fundamentals and made it tough. 
And that's going to take you places. This young team is going to get a lot of things done by just doing that. This game, uh, Chris Fisher and Michael Cage made the comment tonight of like, this feels like a 90s NBA game. It was very low scoring. Like it kind of heated up at the end and into overtime when Oklahoma City went on that run. But it was in the 80s, pretty pretty late in the fourth quarter. This was a low scoring contest. And that was due to how Oklahoma City was making things tough. They were making things tough for everybody on the floor. Uh, Luca was very frustrated. He actually fouled out tonight. Um, honestly, should have fouled out when he took out Shea, but they didn't call a foul on Luca. But it, it's very impressive to see them do that against a team that's as good as the Mavericks and against a player that's as good as Luca. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday or today from a Rockets fan that was upset about their lack of defensive discipline. And, and mentioned specifically the Oklahoma City Thunder as being the opposite of that. You can talk talent all day long. You can talk about who has the most attractive core. You can talk about who you're drafting and bringing into your facility. But what Oklahoma City is doing is more than that. And it starts on defense with this team. The defensive culture that Dagnall is building is setting them up for success and is going to breed a winning basketball team once they gel, once they get all their people, by the way, Chet Holmgren has not played. Uh, somebody in, in the chat asked the question, if we could have a Chet, are we 6-0? I don't know, maybe, probably not. But it's really fun to think about. It's really sad to think about because I wish I could watch Chet right now. But this team has a lot of promise. And tonight was a nice glimpse at that to see what they could do, to see how they could scrap when their backs were against the wall and things were not going well, to still pull off a gutsy road win in Dallas. Shorthanded. They didn't have Giddy either. Let's not forget that. This was not a full-strength Thunder team, even accounting for the Chet injury. Really impressive stuff from Oklahoma City. Really fun stuff. If you've been on the fence about like going all in on this Thunder team, if, if you're not ready for another season of you know not chasing a trophy, I advise you to get on board. Go look up the highlights from this game and get ready for the next game because this team is fun. This team is exciting, and I think we're, we're in for a heck of a season watching this squad compete. I do want to mention, uh, officially, you can probably guess it, but I, I want to mention the player of the game tonight, Isaiah Joe. It has to be Isaiah Joe. How can a player of the game uh, only play nine minutes? Ask Isaiah Joe. He changed the game. He single-handedly, uh, nearly single-handedly, uh, pushed this thing to overtime. He's, he was a big reason why the Thunder went on that crazy run. Uh, and it's just, it's a feel-good story. You love to see it. You love to see a guy like that get his moment and take the most of it. Uh, if I were him, I'd be telling this story to my grandkids and my great-grandkids and the cashier at the grocery store and the person in the drive through at Brahms, and you name it, I, I would not stop talking about the night that I uh, clowned on Luka Doncic and the Mavs. Uh, you better believe that's what would happen if it were me. Thanks for jumping in uh, the stream tonight. Tons of people in here. Tons of people. About double what we usually get, which is awesome. Uh, let's ride this excitement. The show doesn't end here. Uh, the show tonight does actually end here. Um, we have so much more content. Including tomorrow night, a weekly show, there's Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. Make sure to tune in for that. Join us on YouTube. 
jump in the comments. We love interacting with y'all. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. We're going to have a lot to talk about tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. Looking at the upcoming schedule for the Thunder, lots more fun matchups heading your way. On Tuesday, they face the Orlando Magic and Palo Bancaro. The game that was supposed to be a national TV game. And then when Chet got hurt, the NBA decided the Thunder were not worth a national TV slot. I think they're missing out. Then on Thursday, they play Denver again before Saturday, heading up to Milwaukee to face Giannis and the Bucks. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, more big tests for this young team upcoming. So be sure to tune in. And like I said, make sure to join us. We're going to break down every game just like this. And join us for our weekly shows on Sunday nights. We had a blast tonight. I hope you did too. Go buy your Isaiah Joe jerseys. Until next time. And as always, Thunder Up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.